Do you have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to feel strong, to help awaken the force within you, to learn tools and tips for living an extraordinary life, because everyone deserves to feel powerful, to create a life that they love. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. All right, welcome back to this week of Journey to Worthy podcast. And this week, I want to talk to you about core beliefs. What are the core beliefs that you're carrying around that are shaping the way you show up in the world? This is what we want to uncover this week. And sometimes there's a bunch of stuff that's deep buried beneath the surface that we don't always realize is there. And it's a new year. It's a new decade. And I want to know what's next for you and your self-development journey to Worthy. And that might look like uncovering and unraveling some of those core beliefs that aren't serving you anymore. And I want you to know this episode is largely inspired by Gary Bishop, and he's the author of Unfuck Yourself and my new favorite, Stop Doing That Shit. Sorry for the cross language. So Gary is a speaker, author, and influencer. And in Stop Doing That Shit, Gary talks about the topic of core beliefs. He helps the reader identify their negative core beliefs. You know, what beliefs are you run by that aren't serving you? How do they show up? When do they show up? What circumstances and a solution? Gary offers how these negative beliefs show up in our lives in a certain way. He refers to these as the three saboteurs. And we've talked lots about saboteurs and inner critic in this podcast. And if you've listened to the episode on saboteurs, or also known as how to stop being an ass to yourself, it's very similar to the inner critic, but he has specific messages uh, that he relays in his book that you might want to check out that I hated hearing when people said that you are the problem, that you can change your mindset. I used to think that was so cheesy. I used to cringe. You know, it's like I would look at those people and I would think, oh, they're the happy people that have drank the Kool-Aid. They're walking around on clouds. But this is my new reality, people. And I know that I have been able to slowly shift away from my core beliefs. And that's what I want for you as well. To dive in for this week's episode, uh, Gary talks about that we all have life circumstances. We all have this, what he calls, thrownness. So this is the circumstances that you were thrown into when you were young, when you were born. So, for example, it wasn't my fault that I was thrown into, you know, being a Canadian. Or that I was thrown into, you know, a home from a low economic status. I also don't believe that I was, you know, I chose to be a gay man it is what i was thrown into this is the cards that showed up for me these are the circumstances that i was thrown into that i didn't really have a choice in so it wasn't my fault that i was thrown into an existence where i was unathletic or you know being more sensitive i didn't really sign up for that you know what about being gay or in a small country town this was kind of thrown at me like or i was thrown into it and I made up rules about life based on what I was thrown into. I was bullied, you know, I had 
um, came from a poor family. But it's because of these circumstances that we're thrown into that we come to a set of conclusions. And so conclusion number one is that we make up beliefs about ourselves. So we have conversations with ourselves over and over again, and we create this script for our life. And mine is that I am not good enough and that I am not capable. So based on some of my thrownness, my circumstances, these are the beliefs that I came up with. It's the thing that you believe when things are not going well. So then we try to prove the belief wrong. So this is why you have the life, the job, the home you have, the drive for success, to prove that these core beliefs were wrong, to project the image that it's not true. So this is why I try to look a certain way, maybe feel like I fit in, why I think if I have a nice home that I will feel good. But then, then, for whatever reason, I'll make choices to sabotage myself. So this is where he introduces the saboteurs. We will behave in a way that sets us back from our success. We abandon ourselves, and then we melt our self-esteem that we've slowly been growing back down, thus ending up in a conversation with yourself where you realize, oh crap, those beliefs are true. I'm not good enough, and I'm not capable. Do you see what I'm going with this? So what are the actions you've taken to prove yours wrong? What are the beliefs that are at the core when things are going badly that you believe? What are you doing to prove them wrong? And then after you have moments where you sabotage yourself, you end up making the beliefs appear to be true. So I'll give you some examples because it, they're actually quite cunning. So if me, for example, I have insecurities about uh, my weight and my body image, especially being a gay man. It's so, you know, hypersexualized in our culture. So, um, for example, I'll be really focused on the gym and then I will maybe binge eat on, on a night and then I'll start, you know, sabotaging my health by continually binge eating. And that will bring me back to the belief of I'm not good enough. You know, and this can be in any area, whether it's procrastinating on your work or, you know, racking up student loan debt or credit card debt or not committing to a career out of fear, um, not budgeting, you know, dating people, expecting them to make you their everything. The thing is here, like the common denominator, the problem is sometimes how we operate and how we believe the core beliefs the negative ones, that they're true. We sabotage ourselves to prove that they're true. So it's not only not showing up for yourself, but it's actually literally sabotaging yourself. So that is the first conclusion that we make up beliefs about ourselves. I am fill in the blank. Second, the second conclusion is about others. So this is based on how I feel when I interact with other people and how I decided that people were when I was young based on how I experienced the world. And so, for example, when I was young, I was quite overweight and very shy and very, you know, like in my shell and um, afraid, literally afraid of the world. And so I decided that people don't like me and that they can't be trusted or that they won't be there for me. They will leave 
because maybe, you know, when my dad and my mom split up when I was young, I, I started carrying these new beliefs around that people, you can't trust them. I take action that produces the same result in some of my relationships. You know, I end up creating these relationships wanting, you know, to prove the, the belief wrong, that I can trust people. And then I might take an action that actually sabotages that relationship and or even in a relationship that's romantic and I've created something out of nothing and I've literally pushed that person away and then they do leave. And I've done this in relationships in my past. I find a reason to start gathering evidence to support the negative beliefs that I can't trust people and that they'll leave when sometimes I'm missing the good stuff right there in front of me. And if this is something you've done, like this is not something to make you feel worse. This is just something to shed light on. What are the core beliefs? People are what? How do you see people when you're not doing your best? Because we can't keep living this way and keeping people at arm's length when we are creating problems ourselves. So do you have people at arm's length? I do. And this is because of that second saboteur, that people, this belief, that people are selfish and cruel and that they'll leave. So again, the second conclusion is people are blank. Fill it in. Third, the third conclusion that we come to is about life. Life is, and for me, I believe it's a struggle and that it's hard. You know, I grew up in single mom with two kids, not a lot of money. And it was, it was a struggle. It was hard. That's what I saw. That's what I was thrown into. And I decided that that's how life is. It's, it's a struggle and it's hard. And so for my life so far, you know, I've worked to overcome that struggle. I've gone to school. I've tried to get bigger and better jobs and make more money. But then things are going well. And then I make a choice that bring me, brings me back to that level of struggle. And maybe it's because things are too easy for a time. And then all of a sudden I'll create this moment of sabotage and bring myself back to a level. So you can see an example of this might be you get out of debt and you're doing really well. And then you just rack up some more debt again. You sabotage yourself back to that place of you're supposed to struggle and that you're supposed to be always chasing chasing success, chasing freedom and independence. The problem is that even when things are going well, these beliefs roll in. And for me, again, it's a struggle. There's too many emails. There's too many demands. Whatever it is, it's still a struggle. So my question to you is, what are you dealing with internally that doesn't match up with what's going on externally? And this comes down to, you know, really checking the facts. My friend Michael always says, check the facts. Is my experience, my emotional experience, proportionate to what's really going on? So my question to you might be, have things ever been going well and you made up a new idea that something wasn't right in your relationship or in a job? Have you lost a job? Have you, you know, shifted your friendships and relationships? Have you created something from nothing? Have you actually gone out and sabotaged the good things in your life. And if you really circle back to your beliefs, is this because of your beliefs around people or your belief of yourself? Maybe you don't feel good enough or maybe your belief that life is hard. When I was reading this book and realizing this, 
that I've been carrying this life is a struggle belief around with me. I thought, oh my God, I've actually not just been believing the belief, but I've been actively sabotaging good things in my life. Not all the time, but definitely it has taken place. I know it's like a mind game, right? And sometimes these beliefs, they need to be, we need to prove that they're wrong. It's like our motivating driver in life. And it actually can take us really far. You know, this takes us to the top because we're proving that it's wrong. And uh, Gary, the author, describes how life is a struggle has been his belief as well. And it makes him work harder. It makes him look for things to do. He's always busy, you know, always active. But when we have this self-destructive side, this sabotage, if we do believe life is a struggle, we might hit the fuck it button. And for all of you that follow this podcast, that know about my journey through recovery, like this is a total addict quality. This is when you decide that you can take the drink or the drug and that you can figure out the consequences later. This is when we hit the fuck it button and we think, oh, well, I'll deal with it later. You know, this really brings me back to my days of drinking and, and partying. And I created this struggle, like things would be going fine and then I would sabotage it. So that you might relate to that if you're also in recovery or if you are still noticing that you might have, you know, something around drinking that you want to look at. And this is the time. It's New Year's. It's a new year of 2020. What's your 2020 vision look like? And so to find out what life is for you, this belief, this conclusion that you've created about what life is, just think back to the last time when you were in reactive mode, when things were not going well. What were you believing about life? Life is what? So that's the third conclusion, the conclusion that we make up about life. So again, we've got beliefs that we create about people are, I am, and life is. And now that we're clear on the major bummer of how our brains work, carrying these core beliefs around of negativity, my questions for you are, what are your beliefs about yourself, others, and life? How are you sabotaging yourself right now? What triggers you to hit that self-destruct button? And what do you want to stop sabotaging? And so Mr. Gary Bishop, he offers a clear direction that I actually didn't really get until recently. You see, the thing is, he said, knowing your core beliefs, this is great, right? But he says, don't focus on it. It's like a kid crying. You don't go up and rescue the kid and make him stop crying. And I didn't understand this. I didn't understand what he, what he meant by just not thinking about it. He said, use redirection and imagination, a new idea, move on to what inspires you or invigorates you. And you see, I'd been leading a lot of groups on emotional intelligence in the last few months where I teach about saboteurs. I teach about the inner critic and I help youth get clear on their negative self-talk. And you see, as a coach, I've been feeling really proud. You know, I'm so aware of my saboteurs my inner critic, and I notice when they show up and what they say to me. I'm so clear on it. I feel like sometimes I'm really catching any of my self-deprecating talk around other people. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I'm really winning. But 
I wasn't actually always feeling good. I was actually feeling my negative talk was making me uncomfortable. Uncomfortable when I was alone, but also in my life and around people. So this was a recent epiphany that I had. You see, I realized I'd been so focused on being aware of my negative beliefs that I literally had been focusing on them. I'd been starting to play them out over and over again. I'd been believing them again. I literally was doing exactly what this book suggests not to do. So again, this is a cunning operation that the saboteurs run. And he said, don't focus on it. He said, your life will go in the direction of whatever you give your attention, time, energy, and actions to. Even if you mistakenly think that what you were doing will eventually fix your problem. So for example, for me, focusing on my saboteurs, thinking that it was going to help. We have to stop letting the past dictate our future. You can't focus on what's not working, what you don't want. This is also from The Secret. If you've read The Secret or seen the movie, the universe doesn't understand cant or negative tones. It just focuses on the topic. You focus on what you don't want, you're going to get more of it. So if you focus on wanting less negative self-talk, you're still focusing on negative self-talk. If you're so clear on what your inner critic or your shadow or your saboteur is saying to you, you're still focusing on what it's saying, which means you probably are still believing it. And that's what was happening for me. I didn't realize this, but now I have actually done what the saboteur wants in this situation. I've actually recorded its message and had its negative beliefs on a loop in my head, watching out for the mean even. Meanwhile, the inner critic is sitting on his throne like Java the Hutt, laughing at how his plan is working. I had to insert a little Star Wars theme somewhere as the movie is playing right now. And so what's interesting about this book is not only am I more aware of the voice, that negative self-talk from, you know, from my coaching, from all of this material that I focus on. But this actually points out that I haven't just been playing small or not doing things, but I've actually been actively sabotaging my own future success and happiness. So I realize it's worse than not just pursuing my dreams. It's more like deliberately ruining them. So again, we can't focus on this. We're aware of it, we check ourselves, cool. We know the negative beliefs. So these are the core beliefs that you've made up about yourself and about others and about life. Now that we've got them clear, let's stop focusing on them. Let's move them out of the way. One of my online coach gurus that I follow, Rich Litvin, has this tool that he calls the occurrence tool. And it's really been useful in actively changing my mindset and choosing who I'm gonna be. It's similar along the lines to affirmations and choosing my core beliefs, which I think is why it's applicable here. And he says that before you start your day, you decide how do I occur for me today? In other words, how am I showing up today? And I use this in my tourism job on the train that I worked on with some of the staff on my team and every time we started a new trip or even a new day, I would start with, okay, everyone, how do you choose to show up today for yourself? What kind of person are you showing up as today? And so I might have said, I'm going to show up as energetic, intelligent, funny. 
or disciplined, fun, and energetic, something like that. And then we would move on to how do you see other people in your life today? How do you see in, in our work situation, how do you see the guests or the clients or the customers? How do we choose to see them? You see what I'm doing here? We're creating the experience before we actually have it. So we decided a lot of the time we're choosing to see the guests as polite and fun and easygoing. So by determining that before we show up at work, maybe it's, you know, people in your life. How are you choosing to see your partner today? I might say that I choose to see my partner as supportive and loving and understanding because if we decide to believe the core beliefs that are negative, we might not show up in our best form. If we believe already that people are selfish and cruel and they're not going to stick around, then I'm looking for reasons why I can start a problem. But if I choose to show up believing that I see you as loving, supportive, and understanding, I'm going to look at you better. I'm going to look at you different. So again, how am I showing up? How am I choosing to see you today? And maybe how am I choosing to see life today or this job or this circumstance? So when I did it with my staff on the train, I would say, how are you choosing to see this job today? And sometimes that's a really hard job. Sometimes life is, is challenging. Sometimes your day is going to be difficult. But if you choose to see your day or your job as fun, positive, and informative, or moving and passionate and exciting, if you choose that, set your intention. This is, again, about your mindset. This is how we rewrite the core beliefs. We have to choose what we want. And again, we're not focusing on the negative. We're focusing on what do we want to be. We have to decide what that is. Otherwise, you're sitting in your negativity waiting for it to change. Changing your mind takes action. So again, we're circling back to mindset. Can't be deciding what's next based on who you were. Who are you going to be? The old you and the one with doubts and disbelief isn't going to serve you going forward. It's a new year. It's 2020. And we need new beliefs. So I was having a conversation with one of my mentors and he kindly pointed out that I was still leading with statements of self-deprecation, of cutting myself down. I even said, because he was coaching me, I said, I'm a terrible client as a joke. And I apologized before I even spoke. So again, my mentor, Scott, he said, when these old beliefs come up, and again, this is the victim of the saboteur, that negative core belief, the critic, you just have to laugh at it. You have to acknowledge it and move on. Don't think, oh, well, this is my victim. And oh, okay, I have to be aware of that. Don't fixate on it, which is what I was doing. Don't let it have the conversation. Don't let it lead. He said in Spanish, it's a, a slang term, I guess. He said, you're allergic to nice things. And even after a lot of work on this stuff, it still comes up. So I want you to know why this is important because it takes work. It takes time, which is why we need tools to battle it. So it's not only about recovering from negative self-talk, but prepping or priming yourself. This is daily action that helps you show up as your best self. And what does that look like? Well, let's take a look at what you want in your life. What's the change you want? What's your pain point? What are the areas where the same patterns keep playing themselves out? 
where you believe the crummy beliefs about yourself, others in the world. And maybe you need to apply a new spin on it. Maybe you need new beliefs or to shift your focus onto something positive. So maybe you need to change your mindset. Like me, we need to focus on something positive. But also, I'm going to give you one more tool today. And I want you to have a conversation with your future self. So looking back at the past, we're seeing that that version of us, we want to change. That version of us is carrying those negative beliefs. And what I want you to do is we're going to turn, even physically turn your body right now to start facing forward into the future. Imagine yourself five years, seven years, 10 years down the road. What is your future self doing? And maybe close your eyes and take a breath. And just imagine your future self. And breathe in and relax into the new moment of the future. What is your future self doing? What do they know about you? What do they believe about you? What do they believe about other people? They're succeeding. They're winning. This this f- future version of you is happy and confident and successful. What do they believe about life? And what do they tell you that you need to know in order to move forward? What does your future self want you to know about you? How do they look at you? Look at your future self and see what they've created. Look and see what you're becoming. Look and see the potential, the opportunity for growth and love and success and a positive mindset. What does your future self want for you? And when you're ready, come back. You see, we need to create a new model, not alter the old one. And it's not about predicting the future as Gary Bishop talks about in his book. It's about creating the new future with our imagination. You just went there, you used imagery. You looked into the future, you're creating that future. And what actions can you take today to align you with that new future version of you? And maybe some of the things that your future self told you, these are your new affirmations. And affirmations are powerful. I used to think they were so cheesy, but they're not. They're what create our future. If you focus on the negative beliefs that I'm not good enough, you're going to keep believing you're not good enough. But if I walk around and say, I'm worthy of a powerful, amazing, exciting life full of success, love, and motivation. If I yell that in the morning, 
it actually changes my day. It changes that moment. And maybe I have to say that over and over again, but affirmations are powerful. And I just want you to tap into a little conversation I had with my good friend, Emily. So we had a little conversation about affirmations and what they've done for her. So check it out here. So I find it so strange that it's like all everyone has those demons that just tell them they're not whatever. They're not good enough. They're yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just something that everyone has to overcome somehow or, you know. It is, it is something that we all go through. And, but what's sad is some people don't overcome them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I might you know, believe that I'm pretty strong and I'm pretty confident. But honestly, like I have every other day, like the demons sneak in there and like, I'm, I have like depressing moments. Like Mm -hmm. my demons, like get me. Yeah. (laughs) They're sneaky. Also, (laughs) the more my life changes, holy, all of a sudden they'll get louder for like a good period of time when things are changing or when I'm getting close to something big. Yeah. Yeah. This, like, being an entrepreneur also, that is when the demons show up the most. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, my God, it's crazy. I'm like, holy, I just did all the stuff. This is why I also suggest people keep, like, an accomplishment board. Oh, that's Because you, it's just, like, life can be just puttering along nicely, and then one little thing happens, and then you, like, you don't believe in yourself anymore. Yeah. Because, like, the, the, the voices take over. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh... I found for me, like I did, when I was in treatment, I did a lot of work with affirmations Mm -hmm. and I literally would do, I did them every night. I would write them out and say them out loud three times to another person for three months every night. Wow. Three months. Yeah. And I, at first it was, I thought it was dumb. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is stupid. Like I'm writing, I'm beautiful. Like it's so cheesy. It's not going to work. This is dumb. And it was uncomfortable to say that stuff out loud. And mm-hmm. and then by the middle of it, I started believing it and it was like very emotional. And then by the end of the three months, it was like easy peasy. I just write them all out in like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And like that has stuck with me. I think it really changed my, I mean, not that I don't have demons. I definitely do. Yeah. But it, it helps you manage them. Yeah, and it completely changed how I look at my, how I think about myself, and it gave me a lot of strength. And like, yeah, and now I use that, you know, when I'm feeling, or I can use that. It's easy. Yeah. To believe myself when I'm saying those affirmations because I worked so hard to like instill it. Yeah, you created that life for yourself. You created that way of being. Yeah. And I think you said something interesting too. It's like the. Now that you have gone through the discomfort of like, I am this, I am beautiful, I am smart, I am a powerful coach, that's what I say. Mm-hmm. And I had to get through that imposter yeah. feeling. It yeah. was like this trial in my life where I had to like walk through that. And it's funny because the old me would have looked at you or me who's saying these affirmations and would say like, what an idiot. Yeah, like, why, so why are they doing that? Full of themselves. Totally full of themselves. Yeah. Too confident. Like, yeah. They're, yeah, exactly. And now on the other side, it's like, thank God that I learned these tools to actually believe in myself. Yeah. It's crazy how it affects your life so much and mm. just how you, especially with career too. And when I started makeup, I'm like, I had this um, awakening a little bit of mm. 
of that fake it till you make it thing. Of totally. Like, if I believe I'm a I'm a legit makeup artist, then I am. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's what everyone else does. Yeah. That's what all the successful makeup artists did. They did. They just believed just that they were and up. just filled those shoes. Like yeah. You know, it's not like people were. No one's gonna come tell me, oh, you're. You deserve this. Here's yeah. a job. You need to do that. Like, yeah. you have to do that for yourself. You have to write your own permission slip. Yes. I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's crazy. It blew my mind when I, like, actually felt that. Mm. And then I went out and, like, went to all these, like, businesses and, like, gave them my card. And I was just, like, on cloud nine because I was, I mean, it didn't come up. Nothing came mm. of it, I think. But I just felt so powerful. It's like in that moment you realize that you already were a professional makeup mm. artist. You yeah. just hadn't caught up to yourself yet. Yeah. Mentally. Your mind was behind. Yeah. It's so crazy. Our minds are so powerful. All right. So on this episode, we've looked at our core beliefs around what you believe about yourself, around others, and life. And then we've looked into the future and thought about what we can create for ourselves going forward, imagining what our lives can be. And maybe from that, you can choose some affirmations. I'm going to be a success. I am a powerful whatever you are. I am happy. I am driven. I am motivated. I am healthy. I am a success. I am confident. I am courageous. I am connected. I have a lot of friends. I am a beautiful person. Say these. Use these affirmations, please. Please practice them. Just try them. I used to think these people were so cheesy, but this is actually changing my world. So I want to thank you all for showing up for yourselves, for being your own hero on your journey to worthy, for facing these negative beliefs. It's time to shift gears, to get clear on your 2020 vision for the future. And I will leave links to all the resources from today's episode on the website. That's journeytoworthy.com, journeynumbertoworthy.com. Reach out to me on Instagram, Journey to Jeremy, and please leave a rating and review on iTunes to help me reach more people. The more reviews and ratings that Journey to Worthy gets, the more it will show up on searches for podcasts like this, and the more people that will have access to this tool. So please, please, please leave a rating and review and share this with a friend. And thank you so much again. Go out there and believe in yourself. Use your affirmations because this is your time. This is 2020. This is your year. Thank you, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week.